I'm Missy Winkler, and you're listening to the Simplified Organization Audio Blog, Episode 67. Welcome to the Simplified Organization Audio Blog. Quick pep talks focusing on organizing our attitudes as intentional homemakers, mothers, and doers. In Season 11, we'll talk again about more simple strategic steps we can take to organize our attitudes on the go. The complete series with 52 ways to organize your attitude can be found on my blog, Simply Convivial. Keep in fellowship. Organize your attitude, number 11. Too often, when we start making goals around keeping the house better or getting more done, our focus shifts too far and we start seeing these means as ends. Which means anything that gets in the way of our ends is a problem to be overcome or a frustration to bear resentfully. And too often, that means grumbling against our husbands or shouting at our kids. We could reach our goals, we think, to ourselves, if it weren't for these other people getting in the way. It's an insidious bitterness and falsehood that we must be diligent to root out whenever it rears its ugly head. That's what it is to organize our attitudes. Keeping house or completing other projects are always means. They're never ends in themselves. They are ways that we serve others and tools we use to bless others. When we become cranky and angry as we work, it's not a sign that we need to repent of our work, but that we need to repent of our attitude. And God not only forgives, he grants us a new mind, a changed heart, and an opportunity to forgive and serve in the same way that he has forgiven and served. 1. Keep in fellowship with your husband. Does it feel like you are your husband's maid? Do you sigh and mutter when you find socks or wrappers or belongings lying around where you just tidied? You take it personally but you know he's not even aware of it. Will you listen to your feelings, or will you respond with love, kindness, and patience? These are fruit of the Spirit. You don't have to gin them up on your own. Ask for them, and then practice them. You have two options. One, talk to him about how you see the house. Go into a room or a setting that's driving you crazy and ask him what he sees. Try to see it through his eyes. Without anger or resentment, explain how you see it. Perhaps even hearing it out loud will cause you to see your own unreasonableness. I know it has for me. Talk about what bugs him, what bugs you, and create a plan together to help each other out. 2. Let love cover it. Love covers a multitude of sins, and if it can do that, then it can surely cover a multitude of annoyances. That is, your own sins as well as his. Keep no record of wrongs, much less a record of petty irritations. Organize your attitude by talking it out or letting it go. Don't let it fester. 2. Keep in fellowship with your kids. It's easy to feel like the kids are little walking undo buttons, but the state of the house is not so important as the state of the children's minds and hearts. How we respond to them, how we talk to them, how we treat them, builds their identity in their own minds. Are we building up or tearing down? Let's commit to modeling joyful work for them. 
Let us commit to ranking them above our own goals or chores. Let us commit to asking their forgiveness whenever we speak harshly or unkindly to them. They need that model of repentance as much as they need kindness. So as long as you set it right, a momentary lapse can be for their good as well. 3. Keep in fellowship with God. Before we can be right with our husbands or our children, we must be right with God. We must be working not for our own good, for our own reputation, or for our own self-importance, but because it is the work that He has placed before us. We do it for His glory alone. We offer it to Him to be used at His discretion, and that might be for the children to undo, for a flood to overwhelm, or for unexpected visitors to enjoy. We don't know, but we can be ready to respond in gratitude, knowing He has His purposes, and they are better than ours. Jesus told us the requirement for fruitfulness. Abide in me, and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. John fifteen four. And how do we abide in him? Oh, he told us that too. So Jesus said to the Jews who believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. John eight thirty one. A clean and organized house is of secondary importance to our primary relationships. The home atmosphere is one tool for cultivating relationship. It's not a priority over them and should not be pitted against them. An organized attitude starts with correctly aligned priorities. It keeps fellowship flowing freely. And that's it for this episode of the Simplified Organization audio blog. The Simplified Organization e-course helps homemakers reclaim not only their sanity, but also their joy in their work at home, achieving calm and flexible life management. At simplifiedorganization.com audio, you can find the Brain Dump Guide to take that first step free. Visit simplifiedorganization.com audio to get started. On a technical note, if you're using Apple Podcasts and this feed is still mixed up after our January site merger, unsubscribe and resubscribe and you should be good to go. Thank you. Now let's work the plan, roll with the punches, and do the right next thing.